0: Well, this is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Sorry for the uh, temporary technical delay, but when you're live, sometimes these things happen. I hope you're having a good day today. We continue to think about Romans chapter 8, what God does for the believer. What God does for the believer. So many things God does for the believer. So today we uh, follow up on what we read last week. There is no condemnation. Romans 8.1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Being in Jesus Christ is Paul's way of describing being born again, being saved. So first I ask you today, are you born again? Are you in Christ and is Christ in you? That is the most significant question of all, isn't it? Well, when I'm in Christ, then I'm no longer under the eternal death sentence for my sin. Facing an eternity of separation from God in hell when I die. But Now we come to the second thing. So there's no condemnation. God removes condemnation. The eternal death sentence in our life when we're saved because we've believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ paid the price for our sins on the cross. I know these are essential truths, but they never get old. The second thing is what we'll talk about today. Here's what we have secondly. So what else has God done for us? Well, it's verse number two. Because you belong to Him, because you're in Christ, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Here's the here's the truth. Second thing God's done, God has given to the believer freedom for life through the Holy Spirit. God has given to the believer freedom for life, a life of freedom by the Holy Spirit. People want to be free, but they live in bondage to so many things people want to be free but their minds keep them trapped in their past people want to be free but they find themselves living in controlling addictions that have affected their bodies physically and their minds emotionally people want to be free that's what people want and only through the lord jesus christ and salvation when the Holy Spirit, when we come to be in Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to be in us, and the Holy Spirit is sent from God to us so that we might live free. We might live free, no matter what kind of uh, government you live under. If you're saved, you're free in Christ. The government can't control your freedom in Christ. So let's think about this for just a moment today, and I want to give you three encouraging thoughts. About how we as believers live a life of freedom through the Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit sets us free from the power of sin and death. Boy, there there are powers in the world. We learn natural law has uh, there are natural laws like gravity. If you jump off the house or you know jump out of the away from the building or if the airplane's engine stop, well, the power of gravity brings it down. There's power in sin, isn't there? Power to corrupt. Sunday I'll be talking about living as an, a person unstained by the world if you're a believer. The corrupting power of sin. The drawing and attractive uh, attractiveness of sin. The bondage of sin. The power of sin. The power of sin over our lives. That's what we've been saved from. The Holy Spirit of God's power is greater than the power of our sin. Listen... Because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin and, oh, the power of death. People die every day. You can't stop death. We know we have a number of days. It's still a part of that old reality that because of sin, there comes death. But you see, there's spiritual death as well as physical death. The reality is that the Holy Spirit has the power to free you from these powers in your life. And sometimes we just need to know something in order to live a new way. Maybe what I'm saying to you today is what you need to hear more than anything. Here's what you need to know that God's Word promises. If you are in Jesus Christ, you now have the power of the Holy Spirit in your life affecting your mind, affecting your body, your will, your emotions, your desires, so that you can be free from the bondage and the tyranny and the slavery to sin that leads to death. What a great, great thought that is. The Holy Spirit's the way to lead us to a new way of life that that opens up to us the truths of God's Word. The Holy Spirit is the one who frees us so that we might say no to sin. Say, I I don't have to sin. Uh, How did John write it? I write these things to you, my children, so that you may not sin. This is what we have. God's word through the Holy Spirit says, you don't have to do that. You don't have to yield to that temptation. You can run from it. You can flee it. You can resist the devil. So first of all, the Holy Spirit of God, the power of the life-giving Spirit of God frees us from sin and death secondly the Holy Spirit sets us free to live in the power of the Spirit that's what I was already talking about Uh, in uh, chapter 8 verse 4 he says who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead we follow the Spirit today who are you following are you following the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit will lead you to do certain things think in certain ways But if you're following your old sinful nature, your old sinful nature is going to lead you back to the same places you've been before and you've been disappointed and you've been made miserable. Who are you following today? Are you yielding again to your sinful nature? My friends, this is the battle every day. You must follow the Holy Spirit in your life. You must not follow the impulses of your flesh. It's a dead end. You see, now we learn as new people in Christ, we now learn how to follow the Holy Spirit. How we had, from our whole life, learned how to follow the impulses of our flesh. This becomes so important because now it frees us from fleshly desires. You know, instead of me having all these desires that are worldly desires for the things of the world, now God sets my mind through the Holy Spirit to think about spiritual desires. When was the last time you sat down and just thank God and worship the Lord and looked at God's word about all those wonderful spiritual truths and the things that he's given us. You see that develops spiritual desires. I want to pray. I want to spend time in God's word. I want to go to worship. I want to tell others about Jesus. I want to do ministry to others. Spiritual desires. So the Holy Spirit sets us free from the power of sin and death. The second thing the Holy Spirit does when we're saved is he, sets us free to live in the power of the Spirit. Now you live in the There's a new power in you. You don't have to generate power on your own. You are filled with the Holy Spirit when you're a believer. Live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and His power. Finally, the Holy Spirit does something in our minds. Boy, this is very important. The Holy Spirit sets our minds free. Frees our minds by His power from fleshly thinking, and gives us peace of mind. Let me read this from Romans 8, 5, and 6. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. So, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Did you hear that? It's going to take you right back to what God saved you from, deadness. If you go back to your sinful impulses and you keep following them, you've got nothing but death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So you have a choice in what you're going to think about as a believer. Today, are you going to keep harboring that hatefulness, that unforgiveness toward that person who really, truly, he may have, he may or she may have done something terrible to you. But are you going to keep, are you going to keep doing that? What value is coming to your life by living with such hatred, unforgiveness, and bitterness? What value? The answer is there's none, except that it drives you back to despair and anger and frustration. Perhaps today you follow the Holy Spirit who puts in your mind love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, Tenderheartedness—that's the way we. Those are the, those are the, the, the actions of a spirit-filled person. Our mind is changed. Oh, I got to tell you, as a pastor, there's nothing more disturbing than seeing believers who are who are not living in the power of the Spirit to change their minds. You must allow the Lord to change your mind because He will give you peace. Here's the promise. The mind that is set on the Spirit is life and peace. Now, you can't get any better than that, can you? So may the Lord help you today to set your mind on the Spirit. Oh, how much we have because of what God has done for us through the Holy Spirit. Because you belong to Him, the power of the life-giving Spirit has set you free from the power of sin That leads to death to the praise of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, the Lord is near and at the door. Come, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, bless my brothers and sisters today. Thank you for what you've done for us through the life giving spirit. May we walk in you, may we live by you, may we experience the awesomeness of your life giving power in our minds. And in our lifestyle, may we quit following the old flesh that leads to death and misery. But may we be renewed in the spirit of our minds and serve Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Share this with someone if you think it would be valuable to them. And I hope to see you tonight, Wednesday night, if you're local at First Baptist. uh, Or Sunday with us as we continue to think about how do we live dead to the world but alive to God.